All right. Ooh, that's anointed there. Mm. We had a great uh, time this morning. I really felt the Lord in that service, presence of God. We're just asking for the Holy Spirit in every service just so we can, we can have an encounter every service. We want, we want the exact service for that service. And uh, so we're not, you know, just doing a routine thing. We're just asking God for what he wants for every service. And um, Saturday night, that's a great, great for you all to come out. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Would you extend your hands to Pastor Daniel and his family today? God, we ask for a blessing on Pastor Daniel and his family. Let them all be extremely blessed, highly favored. Answer all their questions. Give them a solution to every situation. And give them divine breakthroughs all day, every day, till the day they die. Let them die really old and really healthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. A hundred years at least. A hundred years preaching, you know. I wonder what you would sound like at a hundred years, you know. I'll tell you right now. Oh, he's here. I can feel him. God's going to do miracles. It's awesome. Well, I want to tell you a few things. Number one, if you have a phone or a computer or anything like that and you have your app store, if you'll go to your app store on your phone right now or your computer, iPad or whatever, and just put in my name, Ivan, and then Tate, T-A-I-T, we have our own app. I have my own app, so you can download it for free, and then we have, uh, you can receive ministry from us for free every single week. They're called Life Lessons, and uh, we really have a lot of beautiful things happening from that. So, Ivan and then Tate. Um, Then also... Our product has completely changed, resulting from a dream that I had that the Lord gave me. Big, I, I was like in front of the White House, everything, a big looking building like the White House and steps going up and I was at the bottom and I was covered in CDs all around me and I had people walking by me and they were turning me around and, uh, oops, hold on. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Let's see if I, this one. A little unusual clip there. Okay, I think that'll work. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fell off again. It's all right. I, I can get it on there, but it kind of falls off. There you go. Yeah, that's. You want to pinch it? This needs. This needs deliverance. <laughs> deliverance. Supposed to go handheld. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay, I'll try not to move around too radically. Okay. How about that? You still hear me? Okay, great. So I'm in. In and I had the. CDs all over me, and people were walking by, and they were asking me specific questions for specific CDs. And uh, when I woke up, I knew exactly what the Lord wanted me to do, so I totally changed everything. And since then, we have seen so many miracles uh, out of this. And so what the ushers are going to do is they're going to get the, the menus, it's a how-to menu, and uh, all this came from the dream, and so... Basically, they, there's 40 different CDs on there. They're all numbered. Number one, for example, is how to know that God is leading you. That's a really important thing because you've got to make a lot of decisions and you need to know if God is the one leading you to do what you're doing. 
we have a CD on there on how to find the love of your life. And this is for single people. If you don't pick the right person, you're going to be unhappy all your life. You don't want to just marry somebody with legs. You want to marry the person that God has chosen for you. And look, I've been doing this for four, almost 45 years. And I can tell you how to do it. It's on the CD. It's me and you. And you have your own counseling time. And I'm going to minister to you on the CDs. We have a CD on here, which has produced so many miracles already, on how to heal your sleep. Any of you that have problems with your sleep, get the CD. Because I did many, many, many hours of research on these things, plus the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I have a CD on here, how to heal your depression, seven types of depression, how to get healed from depression so you're never depressed again. It's really important for some of you to get permanently delivered from depression. We have a, a CD on here on how to be healed from sexual abuse. Any of you that have ever been sexually assaulted, it's not just going to go away by itself. You need an encounter with Jesus. I'm going to minister to you on the tape. We have a tape on here, how to get your children baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're going to get the tape, go to your bedroom, living room, or wherever your children feel comfortable. I'm going to walk you right through it. I'm going to pray for you and your children on the tape. They're going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost right on the tape. Praise the Lord. We have a tape on how to become a paymaster, how to heal your sick money and make it supernatural money so that you spend your life paying off other people's debts instead of acquiring debts yourself. That's really, really powerful. We have one on how to heal verbal abuse. That's really powerful. A lot of you don't realize how verbally abused you've been. Well, when you get into this tape, it will start to open everything up and you'll start to get delivered. How to get your whole family saved is one of the CDs. Every one of you should have everyone in your family get saved. Amen. It happened for me. It can happen to you. I'll show you exactly how to do it. Praise the Lord. Um, how to live in the presence of God all day long. That is one of my favorites. Um, how to overcome any temptation instantly. Uh, how to bless. How about, yeah, there you go. A lot of times you don't know you have demons in your house, but if you're not sleeping well and if there's a lot of strife and contention in the home, you probably have demonic activity in that house. We're going to bless the house with you, walk you right through it. It's going to change your world. Praise the Lord. So we have a lot of stuff like that. How to be a woman of freedom. This tape deals is just for women. It's how to get free from every irritating person in your life. That's what that CD is about. I'm going to walk right through it with you. We're going to take every single one of those people, and you're going to get delivered. Because as you know by now, your world gets messed up by people. You're going along, and then a person shows up, and it's really bad. Um, how to raise spiritual children. That's really powerful. You know, whoever bonds with your children becomes their mentor. That tape by itself is worth the whole thing, the whole entire 40 of them. So we have these in the back. There's only four full sets. So whoever gets those, gets those. And then we have um, five to ten of the other, other ones that are in there. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, Oh, this one's really good. How to love ugly people. That's really good. You're really going to enjoy that one. It will really help you. How to be healed from a divorce. Very powerful stuff. So ushers, if you would get these and hand one to every family, not to every person, but to every family, then what you're going to do with them is the tapes you decide to get, if you buy 10, you get two free. 
If you buy 20, you get five free. And if you buy 30, you get 10 free. You're saving over $100 right there. And you mark it on the side. You take that menu over to the back after service, and we will fulfill that for you. And we have a square. It'll go fast, and you can do that. If any of the tapes don't do what I said they would do, send them back to me, and I'll give you your money back. I have confidence in what the Lord has done, and I, I know the results that are taking place, and they're going to change your life. Praise the Lord. Uh, you can go to Psalm 139, and we're going to go there in a minute. And then the final thing I want to tell you is I'm believing God for the sponsoring of, of our orphans that are now going to college. So what I did is I brought uh, the five orphans that I'm trying to get sponsored right now. This girl here is called Gabby. It's got her name, her background, her testimony all on here with her picture, which you're going to get. So it takes $400 a month to send uh, one of our orphans to college. Gabby is in year four of college. She's going to be a journalist. Gabby did not have a name when she came to us. She did not have a birthday. Never has known her parents. And now she's in college. She came to America this last year and preached in churches with us and tore the place to pieces. Magnificent children. They are magnificent. We have people, kids that are on that table studying to be lawyers and doctors, journalists, engineers, uh, architects, psychologists, just everything. So eight people that sponsor uh, Gabby, for example, would each give $50 a month, and then you will be responsible for sending her to college. You will take this with you, and she will be your prayer child for the year. Praise the Lord. And all I ask people to do is pray for them for one minute a day. Okay, so they're in the back, and I'm believing God for eight people. See if we can get them all. I don't know if we can, but praise the Lord if we do, we do. I'm believing God that somebody's going to adopt Gabby in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's go to Psalm 139 and the word of the Lord. Now, remember that every service, we're believing God for uh, an encounter with God. We don't go to church out of obligation are out of culture. We go to church to experience an encounter that produces a change. Anything that we do in church that doesn't have the power to change us is not or does not contain eternity in it. You and I want to have eternity imparted to us tonight. Praise the Lord. So what I'm going to minister to you tonight and this will not be tomorrow. I will not be speaking on this tomorrow. This is just for this service. Every service, I'm going to speak on a different thing. This is just for you that came tonight. Nobody else is going to get this. They're going to have to get the tape. They're going to wish they were here. Praise the Lord. Because I'm telling you, this is so powerful. Psalm 139, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret. And intricately put together by you. I was embroidered with the colors of redemption. The realms of my spirit were swallowed up in the depths of your love. Darkness can no longer reach me. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. And in your book, all of me was written down Peace by peace. Even when I was not yet put together. How precious. How many are your thoughts, God, towards me? If I were to count them, they would outnumber the sands of the sea. Praise God. Everybody say, oh God, thank you, Jesus. I want you to turn to somebody and say these words. You are worth loving. Praise the Lord. And I want you to give them a hug. Come on. Say it to them. Say, you are worth loving. Say it a few times if you don't feel they're receiving it.
especially if you're mad at each other. Just say it a few times. Say, you're worth loving. I want to talk to you tonight on why you are so valuable. I want to talk to you tonight on why you're so valuable. You just, you just heard me read Psalm 139. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, everybody in this room probably at one time or another has been devalued by somebody. You know how much that hurts. You have been rejected at some point by someone. You have been unwanted, unappreciated, not celebrated, not noticed, invisible, hated, mocked, ridiculed, laughed at. Most everybody in here has been wounded more than one time. Even by your own dad or your own mother or by somebody you loved and cared for. Everybody probably in here has at one time been dishonored in some way, <clears throat> used, abused, and betrayed. Probably everybody that's here at some point was violated in some way or has been abandoned. That doesn't speak to you of value. That doesn't say to you you're valuable. Some of you have been hated simply for the color of your skin. Some of you have been hated for the way you talk your accent, or your speech. We don't live in a world that values us. We live in a world that persecutes and rejects. But I want to tell you right now that you are highly valuable to God. And Psalm 139 is the perfect psalm for that. And so I want you to think of some thoughts tonight. Number one, you are worth whatever someone is willing to pay. Praise the Lord. Look at somebody and say, you are worth whatever someone is willing to pay. How many of you realize that in this world... Some things are more valuable than others to you. I want to give you some instances. There, for example, they cut a piece of Elvis Presley's hair off and sold it for $115,000. They took one of Marilyn Monroe's dresses and sold it for $1,275,000. Look at two people and say, holla, holla. Praise the Lord. Look at seven people and say, holla, holla. Say, dear Lord, what's going on? This last year, Pablo Picasso, one of his paintings was sold for $100 million, a painting. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Ivan Tate would not pay $1 for any of those items. They're of no value to me. You must get around people who see value in you. You must disconnect from people who are always devaluing you and making you feel worthless and no good. I'm not telling you to divorce your husband. I'm not telling you to divorce your wife. You need to work your problems out, not get divorced. But people you're not married to, you're also not in covenant with. You are valuable. 
You are precious and you are worth loving. That's the plan and will of God. Any of you single people that go out on a date and that boy starts flattering you and he puts his hands on you, he does not value you. He is using you like a cow and wants your milk and doesn't want to pay for it. Praise the Lord. Teach your sons to value women because we live in a society that devalues women. We ha live in a, in a church society that devalues women. We have churches that absolutely put women down and even tell women they cannot speak in church. Have you lost your mind? What message does that send to lost people? When an entire group of, our, of, of people are told there's something wrong with you, God thinks there's something wrong with you, so he wants you to be quiet, not talk in church, don't say anything. You can't do anything in church because you're crazy or something. There's something dangerous about you. I curse it in the name of Jesus, and I can tell you that anybody who walks with Jesus and spends time with Jesus and knows Jesus knows that that's not how he feels about his daughters. That's not how I feel about my daughters. All my daughters, I have three of them, and all of them are preachers. All three of my daughters are preachers, and I've let them preach in every church even when they didn't believe in it. I put them up there anyway. And the pastors all cried, and the pastor was, that's so beautiful, I can't believe it. But they won't do it because they're under a doctrine. They're not under the leading of the love and value of God. I want to tell you women something. You are, listen, everybody knows that women in some churches will be silent. But as soon as they get home, they're going to talk. <laughs> they're going to say what they think and what they feel. And everybody knows that there's no silent mothers. There's no woman that goes home and the husband tells her, shut up, I'll raise these children. What are you talking about? No man raises anything. Most men just watch TV, eat food, and sleep. Unless that man has met God and been touched by God, he is not going to spend quality time with his children. It's the mother that's going to spend quality time. And if that child goes to jail, it's the mama that's going to be in jail. And if he's going to get executed, it's the mom that's going to be there holding his hand while he's going to go get killed. We are living in a society where in order to heal our church, our churches, and a move of God, we've got to release people to be who God created them to be. And then the only way to do that is to impart value. Praise the Lord. Look at three people and say, that's what I'm talking about. There is one violin worth $3.9 million. The notes of Leonardo da Vinci were sold for $30 million. One car was sold for $12 million. A set of eggs were deemed to be priceless. Yes, you heard me correctly. Praise the Lord. And then there are other things that are considered to be actually priceless. Priceless. They're beyond value. And that's who you are to God. You are priceless. God sent the greatest, most valuable person in the universe to die for you. And that person was himself. God walked off his throne and hung himself on a cross to pay for your redemption and salvation to go to heaven. You are worth what God was willing to pay for you. Can you say that to somebody? If you can't talk like that to your wife, if you can't make your wife feel like that, you don't understand it yet. If you can't make your husband feel that way, you can't understand it. Here are some thoughts for you to get into your head tonight that are going to help you because it's really important. Once you believe what you're worth 
Once you believe what you're worth, you start living a life of value. How you treat people that dislike you reveals what you think about yourself. How you treat people that dislike you reveals what you think about yourself. Praise the Lord. When you see your value, you release your potential. Once you start walking around and realizing how valuable you are and the deep potential that's inside you and how amazing you can be and all the things you can do with God's help and with the help of the Holy Spirit and with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and it's all locked up in there. It may be even buried under a mountain of insecurity and unbelief and pain and hurt and verbal abuse and and you look in the mirror and say, I'm not too, too pretty or too good looking or this or that. Once you see how valuable you are to God, the glory of God on the inside of you begins to be released. And your skin, especially on on women, your glory, the glory of God in a woman begins to come out of her face and out of her skin. And she begins to glow with a Shekinah glory. And there is a beauty to the Shekinah glory. It doesn't matter how wide your nose is or how pointed your nose is. When the glory starts coming out of there, you will be so beautiful to the right man or the right woman when you value yourself and when you believe in the value that God has the glory of God will begin to come out of you and you will begin to walk in authority and you will begin to walk in power and you will begin to walk in revelation and you will become unstoppable and unlimited Right now, so many of you are hindered by your past. You're hindered by your abuse. You're hindered by your mistakes. You're hindered by the devaluing. You're hindered by people calling you a failure or a moron or the things you've done that were wrong or how your friends have rejected you or boys or girls or or whatever has happened that has made you feel like there's nothing special about you, nothing unique about you. It is a lie. You are what Jesus died for. You are the one that he died for. He sent his son and crucified him just for you. That's your value. You're worth more than anything on planet earth. Look at somebody and say, praise God. When you realize what you're worth, you end all your complaining. Complainers do not know who they are. They do not know what they're worth. So they have to complain about everything. Once you realize who you are and how valuable you are, your complaining ends right there. It just stops. Praise the Lord. Because when you realize how amazing you are, all you can do is bless people, encourage people, build people up, give value to people, celebrate people, make people feel special and unique. We live in a sick society. Most marriages are all sick. And you know what has made them sick? The words that come out of your mouth. Your words are poison because you are filled with poison about yourself. And you cannot ever love anybody because you cannot love yourself. And it's when you start receiving the value and worth of the Holy Spirit, your language begins to change. Then it gets into your thought life and you stop thinking bad thoughts about people. Now your words are right and then your thoughts are right. Now instead of cursing people in your head, you pray for them and bless them. You have goodwill towards people. You don't talk bad about them. You don't say terrible things about them in the privacy of your bedroom. Instead, you get down on your knees and you start praying for them. Say, God, this is your precious child. I don't want to curse him. I don't want to be in partnership with Satan. I don't want to curse him. I'm going to bless him instead of curse him. They're just misled right now. But when you've been screamed at, yelled at, cussed at, slapped in the face, kicked, ridiculed, betrayed, stabbed in the back, or treated like a prostitute, 
Praise the Lord. We're going to have such a great week. Turn to somebody and say, I'm worth so much. Say it out loud. I am worth more than the Mona Lisa. Say it out loud. I'm worth more than Elvis Presley's hair. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say, I'm worth more than Marilyn Monroe's dress. Woo! Come on, everybody. Wave your hands and say, you are valuable. Tell that to somebody around you. Say, you are worth loving. You are very valuable. And you are very amazing. And great things are about to happen to you. Value yourself enough to become valuable to others. That's what's going to happen. Value begets value. Value heals your soul poverty. Value ends all your insecurities. Value heals your desire to punish yourself for your mistakes. Value produces valuers. That's how you know a person spends time with Jesus. Because they polish your pearls. They are sensitive about your feelings. They listen to you intently. They do not take you for granted. Nothing you say or do is irrelevant to them. Everything you feel matters. They want to hear your opinions. They want to listen to what you have to say because they are valuers, because they feel how valuable they are to God who does that to them. When you are not having any of that, you are not going to pay attention. You're going to take each other for granted. You're going to verbally abuse one another. You're going to physically reject each other. You are going to find fault with one another. You're going to say critical things about each other to each other. You're going to fight. You're going to argue. And you're going to prophesy satanic things to one another because you do not know who you are yet and how important you are yet. This is a great night to be in church. You are valuable. Say it again out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, if you can say that to Wasilla, the whole city will get saved. You're a grouch because you are not valuable to yourself. You're a, a contentious, fault-finding person. Because you are full of loathing for yourself. And Satan has put that in your mind. Remember that everything that hurts somebody originates with Satan. And anything you do that hurts people is you being in partnership for the destruction of your home and family with Satan through your mouth. This church is not just going to grow. It's going to grow with quality. It's going to grow with maturity. It's going to grow with disciples. It's going to grow with power. It's going to flow in the Holy Ghost. It's not just going to be a place of gathering. It's going to be a place of discipling and a place of empowering and a place of equipping and a place of celebrating and a place of blessing and a place of healing and a place of resurrection and a place of power and a place of joy and love and peace and vision. Most of what you are and who you are is the product of you paying attention to Satan in your head. Once you feel valued, you start correcting all the areas of your life where you are lazy, slothful, and undisciplined. You'll start to lose weight. You'll start to behave right. You'll start to talk correctly. You'll start to treat people 
like they are truly precious, even if they hate you. Because the true test of who you are is how you treat the people who are trying to destroy you. Look at seven people and say, I need $100 for this tonight. Praise God. Let's look at Jesus and how he was able to value people so you can see how he values you. Number one, John 8, the, he, a woman is caught in adultery. Everybody, the normal people, are going to kill her. That's what you do with an adulteress. You stone her and you kill her. Jesus says, I have a different way. This is a valuable person. We don't want to kill them because they are trapped in an addiction a disease or a disobedience. You see, the world says, kill them. That's the spirit of religion. And when the spirit of religion is in church, it always wants to kill the sinners, which means everybody must die, beginning with the preacher. He has to kill himself because, of course, he's a hypocrite if he says he's not a sinner. Praise the Lord. We gain victory and we grow, but we must do it with the kindness and gentleness of the Holy Spirit. And we must give people hope while they're in their sin. And the best way that I can give you hope is to tell you that all the battles you've had, I've had. Some of them I've overcome and some of them I haven't overcome. But in 45 years, I can guarantee you that I'm nowhere like I was 45 years ago. I was a baby Satan back then. I didn't come into this world as a Christian at 17, a good boy. I had a child by the time I was 17. I, I, I had a 16-year-old girlfriend pregnant when I was 17. But God unscrambles eggs, and that child was put up for adoption forever to be lost. But when I got saved, I said, Lord, protect her. Bring her back. And I get a letter in the mail. The letter says, I've been praying for you since I was six years old. I am your daughter. Do you want me? She loves and adores me. She was raised a Christian, loves Jesus. She was raised just like I would have raised her. And when she found out I was a preacher, she just fell apart. You're a, you're a. You're a pre- God will unscramble your eggs if you value people. God told me, if you take care of other people's children, I will take care of yours. Give somebody a high five and say, holla, holla, that's what I'm talking about. Notice that when I tell you that failure in my life, even though it was before I was a Christian, I'm a little bit more relatable to you. You said, oh, wow, Ivan was a a little pervert. Praise God. I can relate to him. Wow. He's not up on a big throne or something. No. I have gone through hell to get the knowledge that I have. I don't know what other preachers have done, but I can tell you that the things that I have gotten, I have paid a price for them. You are highly precious and valuable to God. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are not inconvenient. And you are not anyone that needs to keep your mouth shut. Praise the Lord. Your color is not something to be blind about. It is something to be celebrated. We're not colorblind. We're color coordinated. Praise the Lord. God is color coordinated. He doesn't look at white and he says, oh, what a boring thing. He doesn't look at black and say, oh, my gosh, brown, oh, no. No, God made all the colors. 
Heaven is not white. You can't find a white section in heaven. You can't go to heaven and say, where are the white people? <laughs> You're not going to say that. There's not going to be no black sections in heaven. Where are my people? There's no such thing. If you have that attitude, they ain't letting you in heaven. No racist goes to heaven. You can't be a racist and go to heaven because no racist is truly born again. You cannot hate a person without knowing that person and go to heaven. You'll never go to heaven that way. No matter what doctrine somebody preaches to you, you're not going to heaven. No racist is in heaven. There'll never be a racist in heaven. Not one single racist will enter heaven. All of them will go to hell. Every single racist, unless they repent. Too much? Too heavy? Wow, that was like fire burning down. <sighs> the adulterous woman is caught in adultery. What does Jesus do? Throw stones at her? He says, no. Where are your accusers? They're all gone. Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. Praise the Lord. There is no sin you have ever committed that God is unwilling to forgive. Give somebody a high five. There is nothing bad you have ever done that God cannot forgive or erase. He loved adulterers. Soon as some of you folks find out who's an adulterer, boom, you're out of there. It's all over. That's how it is in the body of Christ. I've never committed adultery. I don't ever plan on committing adultery. I'm too old now. I'm not attractive anymore, except to my wife. I used to hit, get hit on when I was younger all the time. Now, nobody even looks at me. I don't even stumble. There's nothing now. I just... Can we help you with your bag, sir? Are you a senior citizen? I used to be a bull of Zion. <laughs> Are you a senior citizen? I said, yes, could you chew my food for me? <laughs> do, do I look that old? You know, I've been tempted to color the hair, but what's my motive? I don't want anybody to hit on me. I wouldn't know what to do with it. What was that? And my ego no longer requires it. I don't need it. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, glory to God. Look at the woman, the prostitute, and how Jesus honored that prostitute in Luke 7, 37. She brought that vase of perfume and broke it at his feet, filled the room with the aroma. And she, that vase was a year of prostituting work, one year's salary of prostituting. It's the ointment she put on herself when she brought the men into her bed to seduce them with aromas. She got that. Broke it on Jesus. And he didn't do what the Pharisees did. Do you know who this woman is? She is a sinner. Get her out of here. No, because God values prostitutes. Because he knows that some of the greatest preachers that are ever going to preach will be ex-prostitutes. Who have had demons cast out of them. And their hearts have been healed of the twisted poisons of their souls. They have been used by man after man after man and treated like a piece of meat, discarded, vileness poured upon them. Yet God takes them and lifts them up. He says, you be an apostle. You be a prophetess. You be an evangelist. You change the world, my daughter. 
because you have no deception and guile in you. We have a problem loving people because we don't feel valuable. Your world changes the day you start appreciating who God made you to be. Praise the Lord. Come on, wave your hand and say, never quit. Keep going. Say, I love this kind of preaching. Ooh. Jesus was famous for loving publicans, which are tax collectors. They were thieves and cheaters and robbers that extorted money from people and blackmailed everybody. He had dinner with them. Everybody else would have just shot him. Because God always can see in you what you are blind to. Praise God. Hug somebody and says, man, I'm going to start treating myself different. Ladies and gentlemen, most of the disorders that you have in your body, in your soul, and in your spirit are the product of you not knowing how valuable you are to God. You hurt yourself. Praise the Lord. Look at the demoniac. Nobody would even get near him. He had over 2,000 demons. He broke chains with his bare hands. He ran around naked, screaming and yelling like a, an insane man. Jesus approaches him, reaches his hand out, and sets him free. He's found clothed, sitting in his right mind, and everybody freaked out. They said, we've never seen this. Who is this man that even sets the demoniacs free? We've got to follow him. There's just never been anybody like him. The town's going to come to King's Chapel. The city's going to come to King's Chapel. The demoniacs are going to get set free. The alcoholics are all going to get delivered. They're going to stand up here and give their testimonies. Nobody else would even talk to us. But you came out to where we were. You visited us in prison. You visited us in the jail. You went over to the bar and you preached to us. And I got saved. I was in a wreck and I thought I was going to die. And I remember what you said to me. And I'm here because God saved me from burning alive in that car. They dragged me out of that car and I said, God, I'm going to church. You're after me. I'm giving in. Oh, God, you want me to be a preacher? Rah! I will be a preacher. Don't be too full of yourself. It shows. Snooty, uppity, self-righteous, looking down is the fruit of a man or a woman who never spends time with God. No one who spends time with Jesus is self-absorbed, selfish, proud, or closed in. But if you spend time with religion, it will make you cruel, unforgiving, hard-hearted, and an accuser. Come on now. Look at two people and say, holla, holla. Look at three people and say, snap out of it. I'm almost done. Then I want you to think of, of Jesus with lepers. Jesus with lepers. Lepers had to walk around screaming all day long, unclean. They had to stay 40 to 50 feet away from everybody because they were contagious. Jesus walked right up to them. Praise the Lord. And he healed them. I think that's pretty cool. Who are the people in your life that have sores on their body? Because they're the ones that God's going to assign to you to heal. The church will explode once you're ministering to all the people God has assigned to you. 
it's already exploding. It's going to keep exploding because you will have no conditions on who you love. They just have to be human. Praise God. Give somebody a high five and say, we're going to have some lepers. God's going to heal their leprosy, and their skin will be like baby skin. See, leprosy is the inside out. You feel unclean. You feel dirty. Spend time with God. He washes you out. Praise the Lord. Lift your hand and say, my gosh, I'm so glad I came to church. Jesus and Judas. Jesus and Judas. Look at the way Jesus loved Judas. Do you know that if Jesus did not love Judas exactly the same as he loved John and Peter, that the love of God would not be perfect and unconditional, and you and I would not be here today. But when Judas faces God or has faced God or will face God, he will never be able to say, Jesus did not love me perfectly. He'll say no. Jesus loved me exactly like he loved everyone else, knowing I was going to betray him and I was stealing the money from the money box. Jesus made me his best friend and companion. Don't ever let your past define your future. And never let your abusers become your Holy Spirit. Come on, look at three people and say, holla, holla. That's what I'm talking about. A man was leading worship in a very large church. A very large church. He was the worship leader. He goes home. He has an argument with his wife. He gets a shotgun and blows her head off. He then goes to church that evening and leads worship. And they take him out of, out of the service. There are crazy things that go on in the houses of Christians. Because once you detach from God and simply practice the, the behaviors, the outward behaviors of Christianity, your inward life begins to wither. It is what you do when no one is watching that makes you rich when people are watching. Praise the Lord. It is the quiet times. It is what you do in the dark. It is how you behave when no one is watching that is creating the inner life that will save you from the rotting of religion. Praise the Lord. My last point, and I have many more, but this will be my last point, and that is the two thieves on the cross. One cussed Jesus out. The other one said, remember me. Jesus looked at him, ready to go to hell as a thief. And Jesus says, today you shall be with me in paradise. Praise God. Everybody raise your hand and say, today I shall be with Jesus in paradise. What do you think about yourself? What do you how do you see yourself? How do you feel about yourself? When you look in the mirror, what do you feel? When you walk around, what do you think? When a situation is presented to you, do you feel like, oh, I'm unqualified? Oh, no, God would never do that for me. Oh, God would never give me that. Oh, well, he would never bless me with that. That's the devaluing effect that has been imprinted and stamped on your personality that God wants to heal tonight. Praise the Lord. Remember, how mean you are reveals how much you dislike yourself. How selfish you are reveals how afraid of the future you are. Selfish people do not believe God's going to bless them. So they have to get everything they can 
when it shows itself. People who know how much God loves them can give everything away and have no fear about any of their needs because they have a dad that really loves them and values them. People that don't tithe do not know God. They may be saved, but they don't know God. They haven't met the giving God and the generous God because the very first thing you become when you start having walks with God and fellowshipping with God and he starts to talk to you is you start to open up everything. And nothing belongs to you anymore. It all belongs to God. You are just the manager, and he tells you what to do with it. And then you just do it. Greedy people don't spend time with God. They can read the Bible. They can do all that. But they're not spending time with God. When you spend time with God, it redefines you from the inside out. It rewires you. Praise the Lord. Now you don't just do what you think is right. You're aware of how it affects the other people around you. You're not just, oh, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do whatever. You don't do that anymore. Now you think. So wait a minute. This could really hurt my wife. It could really hurt my children. It could really hurt my friends. I don't think I'm going to do that. Even if you want to do it. Because you're generous. Because that's the nature of God. It's the number one personality trait of God. Generosity. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five. I have gone 30, uh, 20 minutes over and I apologize. I'll try to stick with it for the rest of the services. Praise the Lord. Um, but I do want to tell you I'm believing God. I always believe God for something every week. Our children's van, our 15-passenger van for our children at the orphanage was stolen this last week, four days ago. They stole our van. And, and I just said, okay, great. Well, I'm just going to raise the money and get another van. So I'm at $11,000 already. I need 20000 to rebuy a van. We're just not going to buy Japanese this time. We're going to buy American, you know, praise the Lord. Because they don't steal American vans, but they really like the Japanese stuff over there. So when you're thinking of giving this week or however you give, be thinking of that. They use this every day. It's a very important van. They have to have it. And I'm going to believe God for it in the name of Jesus until we get it. So that's where we're at on that. I'll be in the back. Get those tapes. Read through that because there's some powerful stuff on there. And uh, we'll begin our ministry in the morning. It won't be on this subject. Every, every service will be different. But it will be something that will change your life. We're going to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all the services and all that. And try to stay right to the time. Praise God. So I'm going to hand it over to the pastor. God bless you. Merry Christmas. I'll see you in the back. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for Brother Rod. Praise God. Ushers, would you help us? Let's give and bless ministry. Orphanage in Africa, orphanage in Guatemala. What a joy. Thank you, Jesus. flaws, all your scars, are, they're not permanent in the hands of Jesus. All your wounds, all your pain, all the things that you've been through, the enemy uses to convince you that you're not worth anything. All of those get wiped out when you come to Jesus and receive his blood and his cleansing flow his word over you. Ushers, would you come? 
Father, we thank you for Ivan Tate, what matters, ministry, and the presence, and the power of God. Lord, being released even through this message, and even now. We pray that you bless the gift and the giver. In Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle Paul prayed in the book of Ephesians in chapter 1. He prayed that God would give us, he prayed for the, the church in Ephesus, that God would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that they would know the hope of their calling. Listen now. And what is their glorious riches of his inheritance in the saints. I'm thankful that my, both of my parents are alive. Pastor Karen's dad went on to be with the Lord when we first moved up here. He left a, an inheritance for his children. An inheritance. I pray that you'd have a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. The glorious riches of his inheritance in the saints. His inheritance. What does God get for an inheritance? You. That's how special you are. You're so significant and so special. You could redeem an aluminum can in some states for five cents. The redemption value of aluminum can is five cents. What is your redemption value? What, what, what is it that purchased you back? There's only one thing that can purchase you back. His name is Jesus. And really the revelation of that heals everything. Your wounds, your pain, your flaws, all of the things that you've been through disappear. If, if you let them, if you'll not receive the grace of God in vain, to understand and know how very special and significant you are. Would you stand with me? Let me just pray for you and we'll close. Holy Spirit, you've been speaking, you've been stirring, moving, you've been healing. You've been building, Lord, value here based upon the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You became a propitiation for us. You became a ransom for us. You washed us. You cleansed us. You, you died for all of these wounds, these pains. Lord, you, you heal the heart. Lord, we don't define ourselves by our past. We define ourselves by what your word says. We defy every lie tonight and declare that we indeed, even as the word says, are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are your ambassadors. We are your ministers of reconciliation. That greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Thank you for the old is gone and the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 Lord, we're made new creatures in Christ. We are not our past. We are made new. And Lord, I pray that you'd release your power right now. Break off shame. Break off every wound, every, every, uh, every scar. Be completely healed. The residue of sin and bitterness and anger, rejection. Release your power right now to heal. We would know our value. That we were knit together even while we were yet in our mother's womb. You know our rising up. You know our setting down. Our, our setting down. You're lying down. Lord, thank you. If you're not right with God, give your heart to Him tonight. If you're walking with Jesus, continue to renew your mind and find out who you really are. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Walk in newness of life. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh with regards to its lust. Be that new creation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take someone by the hand. Pastor Karen, would you close this tonight? Take someone by the hand and pray for that person on your right and left as Pastor Karen. Lord, thank you for your word that's gone forth with power tonight, God. 
Lord, I pray that you would bless your people, cause your face to shine upon them, lift up your countenance towards them, be gracious to them, keep them, and give them peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Now remember, Sunday morning, 9, 11 o'clock. Sunday night at 6 p.m. Monday, nothing. Off with some small groups, things like that. Tuesday, service at Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Wednesday, 7 o'clock. God bless you. We'll hope to see you there.